Young rich. You know, so we ain't really never had no old money. We got a whole lot of new money, though. <laughs> You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Sunday morning, Josh Jordan, Tyler, Jerry, all trying to get you ready for what's coming. Because the Netherlands just kicked off. And if you haven't got that bet in, get it in live over at my bookie. I also have the play of the tournament thus far. Obviously, we're just getting to the we're just getting to the knockout stages, so there might be another opportunity that arises. But as of where we stand right now, I think there's an opportunity today to smash to hit the bookie over the head and tell him to pay me. That's what we're gonna do here on Moneyline. That's what we're gonna do. I wanted to get into this Deshaun Watson story here and. This is kind of like a, a worst-case scenario, maybe for Deshaun and possibly the Texans. So bear with me for a second. Say that Deshaun gets put on the commissioner's exempt list for this season. And we already know that he's not supposed to be deposed until February. So, you know, they, this stuff won't even get started until next spring, really, right? So say he, they put him on the, the commissioner's exempt list. He doesn't play all this year. Obviously, the Texans would struggle to trade him. You know, because the case, the the court case hasn't happened. You don't know what the penalty is going to be. So, say they start the trial, and we heard Busby say last week that don't expect a settlement anytime soon, right? So, say they start the trial, and that's going to be taking place maybe over next summer. So, we get all the way to that point. We still don't have any resolution for Deshaun. And then, say they even finish the cases, and maybe one or two out of the twenty-two, they find Deshaun guilty. I'm just saying, you know, that's possible, right? 22 cases. You wouldn't be surprised if maybe he lost a couple of them, right? There's 22. Then say the NFL hits him with a year suspension. You could be sitting here, and Deshaun could possibly, and this isn't that crazy, he could miss two full seasons. What would his value be after that if the Texans did want to trade him? You know, two full years? And and if you're Deshaun, why I get that you would want to clear your name, but wouldn't you want to get the cases settled just so that it's behind you, you get your punishment out of the way this year if there is going to be one? I mean, you missed two full years of your prime. Like This could really happen. What's the – I don't want to say speed bump because you can go over speed bumps. You just slow down. What's what's the curb here of this that's stopping this? What, where's the parking spot that they found? And that I think it lies in the – amount the being able to keep that private of these cases right we've spoken about well what's the advantage usually usually you want that kept private if you're guilty or if you're being accused but if you not if you're if you're on that side if you're being accused but you're you're making it a point saying no i want everyone to know exactly how much these people are getting paid that that changes everything up because then you start asking what if one of them ends up getting like eight grand or something? Yeah. Like what this person settled for 15, you know, this one settled for, does that, is, is, is it that important for Deshaun to be able to come to the table to say, I, it's it wasn't that serious. These things were small. Look how much they settled for. Mm-hmm. I told you I wasn't that it wasn't two of these cases that you're comparing me to is the, all that worth potentially sitting out two years, two years. And if they do go through, what if you lose? You know, like, this is all about 
you know, transparency with how much they're getting paid. But what if you go to court and lose and they find you guilty? That doesn't make you look better. And you might miss two full years off your career. So I don't know if it'll come to this, but it's really shocking to me that if they let it play out, that could very well happen. That Two years and you're in your 20s. And then and the Texans are just going to have to sit there with him on their roster. You, you know, you're, it's going to be real tough to trade him in the middle you know, of court cases going on. So it really made me think, like, if, if he does let this play out and they, they go to court with all these cases, he can miss two years. Do you think, and this is all opinion, do you think by now Watson has learned that he has to come clean with his lawyers about everything? Because you know at the beginning he wasn't because later on it came back that he was still messaging. Mm-hmm. You, or, or, or different details that weren't on the table and all of a sudden the lawyer would have to kind of hide that, you know, just overall talk of an overall state and knowing damn well that he probably didn't know about X thing. I think as this thing progressed, Watson slowly and surely had to just keep telling him more like, Hey, look, this is what really, at one point they sat him like, tell us everything. Like you have to tell us everything. So we know what we're defending here because little bit by little bit was X amount. And then more and more started coming to the table. And at one point that lawyer had to keep saying, whenever it started crossing the double digits, you know, it started two, three, four. Once it, then it was a group of them. Then it got to the double digits. Once it got to like 12 or 13, you know, he had to hit, sit him down and say, Deshaun, tell me everything. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't defend you. If you don't tell me every single thing that's going to come our way. Well, I'm still sending this. Me- I've still sent a few messages. Yeah. What can show me your inbox? You know, like, what do they have in your inbox? When was the last message that you sent? What did that message say? You know, they have to have gone through all those things to for us to as the public to know about some of those messages to where he he and 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 also it's also the accuser saying that you know he reached out, hey, do you do massages? No. Well, do you know how to? Mm-hmm. All those things he had to eventually tell the lawyer. Yeah. You got to be straight with your lawyer, and it's hard to though. It's like it's like you got to be straight with your doctor. But when every time he asks you, "Have you ever smoked cigarettes?" you look at him like, "Huh? Hmm? <laughs> you, how often do you drink?" You always cut down like a few beers. You're like, no, I mean, I don't drink that much. You always do. Why? He's not gonna. What is HPD gonna come out and arrest yeah. you when you tell the doctor? Yeah, I'm, I do drink daily. Mm-hmm. You know, I like when they say how many beers. You're like, yes, I I do abuse a twelve pack a day. Like, who cares? You you don't ever tell them that if they ever tell you something you always add double that yeah it's like the <laughs> how many people have you slept with the, the guys multiply it by three and the women divide it by three that's the, golden yeah. rule. <laughs> that's the way it works right there but no it, it's a real concern he's got to be straight with him i mean it, it's your lawyer he's there for your best interest you know you, you got to be straight with him let's get straight with lamont he wants to get on money line what's going on lamont happy sunday my man Hey, what's up, man? Uh, uh, you know something, man? I've been thinking, uh, first of all, I do believe that uh, Deshaun Watson is, uh, I think he did do some inappropriate things, man. But I've been trying to get inside this guy's head and try to figure out, uh, uh, I mean, he could have nipped this in the bud like a long time ago with the first uh, uh, female. Uh, I'm like, I mean, just go, just get out of her way. So, and then, and then what happened about four or five weeks ago, uh, and now I'm going to go off into a different direction. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was up for uh, parole. Uh, and the, uh, the only reason he got de- denied parole is because he didn't want to take a class. He didn't want to take a, uh, uh, like a rapist, uh, I guess when you, uh, one of his conditions of when he was getting out of jail 
was he was going to have to take a a, a rape class or whatever. He he refused to do it. This is a guy that's like eighty something years old, man, and rather uh, sit up in the cage, sit up in the cage with somebody telling you when to to eat and doo doo and uh, uh, everything else, man. And I, I'm like, I guess, in other words, what I'm getting to, man. I guess there's guys out there that just don't want to have that jacket on their back, man. You know, they don't want to have that. They don't want to have no type of way that you can uh, affiliate them to rape, man, because that's a big charge. But I do, uh, I say rape with Sean Watson, but, you know, sexual misconduct with a female, man. Uh, and it just, uh, the whole Bill Cosby thing, looking at his age and then looking at this Sean Watson, I'm like, man, is it really worth it? I, but that's all I have, fellas, man. I know I'm all over the place. Uh, good show, man. Thanks, Lamont. I think Lamont makes a very good point. It's that ego, right? You know, and you could see with with Cosby, he doesn't want to take the class. That's ego. I'd rather stay in jail. Deshaun, I, you know, I, I'm not going to settle. I, I'm going to go all the way, you know, through with this thing and try and you know push it all the way to clear my name, even if it's not really for the betterment of you. You know, this is going to cost him years of his career. And are you really going to feel any different about Deshaun if, if these? If these cases, you know, go to court and it comes up that he's innocent, is that really going to change your opinion? Because me, I'm just going to go. Yeah, they had trouble proving it. It's he. He said, she said. It's a I'm lose, not going to feel like it's any. I'm not going to feel like Deshaun's innocent now. It's lose lose situation once you get to this point, and that's why they there's advisors and there's teams that yeah. they put around you, and and there's so many things. I mean, you see with Neymar, that girl tried to say that he raped her, and, and he's fighting that right now. And he's got videos of them playing around right the day that they're talking about. And he's telling them, like, look, like, there's no way. I've got all the things. She was a, a groupie type girl that and she was a model in Brazil that I flew down. There's no way that I raped that girl, blah, blah, blah. They're, even if he's not, though, they're going to find a way. Where did he pay her? Yeah. You know, did he, now that Watson's got this shadow on him, no matter what he does. Now, say he is guilty, though. Say they do find out that he did, that they, he did do some misconduct. What's the bite back? What's the bite back from the next fan base that comes along? Does all of a sudden he's out the door with the with the female, with the female fan, and and a lot of the male fan. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only going to be that group, that small group that sticks with him because they're just he's a good football player guy. There's a big bite back here, and I don't I don't know what the ultimately win for him is if they're arguing about the part of making it public. Does he think that that makes it it to go to your answer your question? I think in his head, if he's arguing the point of, hey, when this thing, co- when we settle, I-, I need everyone to know why, how much we settled, exactly how much we he might think that that's going to give him a sense of, not invincibility, but a sense of, hey, it, it was, it was minute, you know, it was, yeah. it was little things. It and was, we're not, we're not hiding anything. We're making everything known to the public. It's them that are hiding, not yeah. us. It's them that are doing this. It's not us. We try to keep it all that, but. Man, how many how many cases of these do we we'd have no clue that even happened? There's a guy right now in in pro sports fighting a case that we'll never hear about because he never let it get to this point. Yes, is at one point or another you have to, and I hate that that happens that way because then we 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 over here glorifying these guys for being good guys. Like right now that we're in the NBA uh, lottery talk, all you hear is good character. You're hearing the character talking. The high IQ and, and whatnot. Those are the same things we thought about Deshaun. Yeah. Like, the, the, none of that was true then. The, the high character, that wasn't true. Don't get me wrong. Does this make him some kind of the same criminal as, as somebody that killed or, or, or that, that did some other more aggressive rape? I'm not even going to get into that. Is it the same? I don't think so. No. Is he still, does he still have major, major problems? Hell yes, he does. This man, to, to, 
It wasn't one. It wasn't. It wasn't those twenty-two. You know, when they say twenty-two, there's probably another twenty-two that aren't coming forward. You just. It just. You don't get caught on your first time usually. They say you get caught at, at, at repeatedly. Then you finally come back. They say that that happens with these serial rapists. Everything. Yeah. So, not to throw Deshaun into that because he hasn't been accused, but he got himself into this position. He is an NFL quarterback, a guy that you know. Have you seen his girl? Like, like if you if you if you roll around with something looks like that. And then you have to go to 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 the to Instagram to look for that aspect. It, what are you doing? Like, what are we doing? That's that's a fetish. That's it's, a yeah, problem. Some kind of weird little fetish. Or something. That's not you know, just like, hey allegedly. man. Yeah, that's not man. He's just a freak. Like, like look at look at his girl. Like, I, I'm not going to throw any of those girls down, but I'd be willing to bet that none of them look like his girl. Yeah, but you see that all the time. Professional athletes with a, a gorgeous wife or you know, girlfriend and they cheat on him all the time. It's that matter of you. It's an, it's, it's effectuation of what you can get away with. Like as yeah. a, when you're growing up, you think anyone's ever told Watson? No, you think how many females have ever told, told Deshaun Watson? No. Yeah. It probably rarely ever happens. So as soon as it becomes, it becomes a game kind of like, yeah. how far can I get with this? It's a dumb game. And it's the ego thing too, that Lamont brought up. I mean, you brought up, he was still sending messages for massages in March In March in March after all this had, had already started piling up on him. You're on probation. You're going to go have to pee in the cup, and you're still smoking. That's what he was doing. Yeah, he's in the parking lot finishing off a, a doobie. Seriously. Going in there smelling yeah. like pine. Yeah. Hey, I'm here. That's what he's doing. He didn't care, but we care. We're going to give you some more winners here. I am going to give you that play of the year, and it's going to come up next. It's in the Belgium-Portugal game. This is Monday Line ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Big birthday shout out to Gavin, a Moneyliner. My man Chuck's son is turning 23 today. They're on the way back from Cushada. So we got to give him a big, big happy birthday. Big happy birthday wishes. Your father loves you. He always talks to me about you, man. And I believe you're the one that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that helped me out with some memes. He creates some stuff. So shout out to Gavin. Happy birthday. Happy 23rd birthday. Boy, I wish I could go back to 23. Oh, man. Those were the days. (laughs) What was I doing at 23 right now? You don't want to know. Let's get back to uh, Moneyline here on ESPN 97.5. few things, man. I know, I know, uh, Tyler, you've worked in the restaurant industry, and I wanted to know your thoughts on this. Customer leaves a server $16,000 tip on a $37 bill. This happened at the Stumble Inn Bar and Grill in Lundery, New Hampshire. Michelle McCutton was the bartender. $37 bill. She got $16,000 tip. She thought many of times, well, maybe this was $160. You know, you start thinking, what? So then they get manager involved, and they go up to the man, like, are you sure? And he's like, yes. I tipped her that. Well, all of a sudden, the manager's like, well, we split tips here. <laughs> Let's split this amongst everyone. Of course. Yeah. Cancel culture's coming at them hard, and they're saying, cancel this restaurant, cancel everybody. So everyone ended up getting, I think it was $1,300 as as it was tips or split amongst everyone, 1333 to be exact. Some people are pissed. Some are saying that that 
that that bartender should have quit that day and took her whole sixteen thousand. Are, are people canceling for no reason here? Share tips is a thing, isn't it? Well, uh, so I think I've read that story, and I'm pretty sure, like, the guy knew he was like, "You're gonna like," or he said, "Like, this is to split between everybody." Like, he even wrote it on there for like all the amazing staff or whatever. So, I mean, she really shouldn't have thought she was all get of it that on. was for her, but. They're on Google reviews now. Talking one star, like poor place. Imagine working for a place that takes your tip from and gives them to everyone else in the restaurant. This owner should be ashamed. Another one from from a guy named Navin commenting because it's not right for the owner to decide to split sixteen thousand between twelve servers, and it was left to one server. Uh, I really, this is where we're at. But have you ever been to a place though to where you asked your specific server bartender? Hey, y'all split tips because you wanted to make sure that that person gets X amount because they did such a great job. Have you ever? I've been in that predicament because I've all asked, like, hey, do y'all split or can I give you just a fat tip right now? Sometimes they'll look at you like, you can give it to me. Mm-hmm. It depends on the restaurant, right? Everybody has different policies. But if you want that person to get it, leave cash. You know, if, if you leave a couple hundred bucks on the table, I doubt they're going and telling everybody they work with that that's what they got. So, you know, but obviously he's not going to leave 16K and in cash. Oh, and then I so I just looked up the story. I I knew I had read it. So staff members at the restaurant split the night's tips evenly, but the eight servers working that evening wanted to extend the gift of generosity to the cooks too. So it was on the staff to split it with even more people. So it wasn't like one person's getting mad and trying to be selfish. Like it's everybody else who doesn't know the situation is getting mad for them when they shouldn't be mad. Yeah. And that's, uh, it just goes to me. Uh, I think the lead here is the cancel culture. Everyone just jumping in mm-hmm. other people's business. Like all of a sudden now those they're rated one star. I mean, there's, there's hundreds of, of reviews. Now of people are coming in, just someone bored at home. They have nothing to do with this story. And it's like, well, I'm going to go leave a bad review. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing to this place? It's this cancel culture has got to stop. Let's get over to the HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. I'm sorry if I mispronounced this. Is it Palais? Palais wants to talk about yeah. Watson. What's going on, my man? Yeah, I um, I had a little – I just not, not I just wanted to put a little devil's advocate when it came to the Sean Watson uh, statement that you guys made uh, about him maybe extending his thing out, maybe paying it out and stuff like that. Well, let's, let's look at it like this. What if – the man really feels that his name is, is being, you know, thrown underneath the bus, you know, uh, 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 like, why should he have to pay out? I mean, if, if that's the case, then that means that any female, a group of females can get together with it to any athlete and say, hey, he's sexually harassed You know what? And they get a payout. Why is that? I mean, I don't understand why, you know, there has been no solid proof of any of these allegations, but yet everybody's like, hey, let him settle, let him settle, let him settle. I, I, I mean, I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that at all. If you're not guilty, what, you're just going to say, okay, I'm guilty just to say, hey, guess what, I'm going to get a lesser, lesser, uh, lesser sentence? No, you're right. As I'm, far I'm as, not getting that. I get you as far as if he's in his head 100% that he hasn't committed an actual crime that he knows it was consensual in his head, and he says, there's no way I'm going to, if I, if, if I settle, then I'm admitting some kind of guilt. 
I'm, I'm, I'm in one way or form or another. When you settle, it's like, it's, it's, it sucks, but it's admitting maybe not guilty. It's to, no contest. Exactly. Essentially. Like, right. You plead no contest to a traffic ticket, but You're I'll not, pay, but I'll pay it. I'll pay it. But it, it's at what cost, you know? And I understand our caller's point, but is it worth missing two years possibly off of your career just to, to play this thing all out? And I'll go back to what I said in the last segment. Even if all these charges, he comes up innocent, I'm still going to feel the way I feel about Deshaun. He's not going to change anybody's mind. And, and it could cost him two years off his career. So it's just, you know, what's the worst out of these two options, right? And that's a great point he makes because I, I want to ask it back. And if anyone out there is listening wants to jump in on this, what, what's your particular opinion? Say that they do come out and say that he wasn't guilty on any of it. Does it change your perception or does it doesn't matter? It's a lose-lose situation because... Then you go back to what his thought process being Watson at that time. Is it a lose-lose situation? Does it does it no contest admit guilt some in a way? Um, what can I do right now to 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 preserve my image? Is there anything I can do? The only thing I can do is fight this thing down. You know, I, I could fight this thing down. Maybe that's what he's starting to stand on. But there he can't play the I'm a hundred percent innocent card if he's gonna stand on the hill because obviously there is something there. There's there's proof of him. There's a problem if he's reaching out to multiple, multiple. We're talking about now. We're in the in the twenties. Let's say let's say let's say fifteen of them. Let's say fifteen of them were were were, were fibbing. That's still seven too many. Yeah. Right. Let's say let's say twenty one of them are fibbing. That's still one too many. And that's the problem that he put himself in. Now you say, well, why didn't he want to admit of this? Do you still feel the same way of as far as Deshaun? Say he, he 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 is innocent. Do you still put on his resume? Great, great character, great team guy. Like, is that how you still view him? Even though he wasn't criminally charged, but you still figure he was putting himself in these positions. There's obviously something there. I mean, he's reaching out to random Instagram models with with that kind of money, those kind of girls in his life that he already has. That girlfriend. I mean, come on, that's a twenty. You talk about tens in life. He he's with a twenty with that kind of money. Imagine the twenties he's had in life. Like he's never, he's never lacked that. So at that point, you start thinking. So what is it, Deshaun? Tell me. Do we need to help you? Yes, it's help. It's something else. It's not any. It's not. It's even further than a fetish. You know what I mean? It, this it's a problem. This is an addiction to 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 being in that. Whatever he gets out of that. Yeah, he. I think he maybe likes kind of, you know, allegedly dancing on the line of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate in those situations. In either way, it's bad decision-making. We talked about it with him in March still reaching out to people for this stuff after he knows he's going to be accused and sued. There's a problem there. You talk about, okay, like Robert Kraft, for example. You say, well, man, with the money, that, that kind of money, you bring, them, you bring them to your house. If you're going to pay, you know, you, you start. But then it becomes a, the routine of it, the, the actual sneaking around of it. The, it becomes to these people that feel like they're untouchable. You don't think Watson's felt untouchable in his life as far as that aspect in particular? You think Watson has struggled since whenever he started having sex? You think he has ever had to struggle to get a girl? Never. No. And the thing at the Houstonian, you know, the girl that he allegedly flew in from Atlanta to massage him at the Houstonian spa? They have masseuses there. Why do you have to fly this person in from Atlanta to have a massage at a spa here in Houston? Like, 
it doesn't add up. Whether it's criminally charged, whether it's not, it's still a problem. We know that. We can't hide that part. Deshaun guy out there listening, like, I know it hurts. It sucks. That's the guy that you lived in and you said, man, that's the kind of guy I want my daughter to marry. And now you got to get off that hill and say, you know what? My mother... My uh, my my daughter's a nun. You know, now you're coming back like she, she's off the table. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This conversation's over. That's what you're having to do now. It sucks. It hurts because I've used high character with him. I've used team guy. I've used all those terms and I got to put them back in my pocket and start reevaluating how I how I talk about these athletes because they're normal just like anyone else. And, and everyone's out here committing mistakes as well. Just a normal everyday guy. Watson is not. He can't just we can't just shut the curtain and say, yeah, go ahead. That's cool. No, you're right. It's something is going on here that that it's just bad decision making at the least. At the least, it's bad decision making. And he's your quarterback. He's got to be the face of the franchise. That's that's not what you're looking for. When we get back, I'm going to give you a good decision. I got the play of the tournament, and it's next Monday line ESPN ninety seven five. ESPN 97.5. Real Fun Sports. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Two segments left before we leave you in the hands of this beautiful Sunday. Well, some say it's not. I hear it's raining out there in some parts of Houston already. I hear there's a lot of rain upcoming in the forecast, so hopefully you can stay dry. But as far as here for Moneyline, I'm going to wet it up a little bit more, and I'm going to give you that play of the tournament. And I think it's going to come in the form of an over. Portugal, Belgium, 2 o'clock kickoff Central Standard Time. That's an over game. With all the attacking uh, firepower we saw that Belgium can put it on anyone. We obviously know that, the number one team in the world. Then you uh, or, or up there, France is going to be up there. To me, it's Belgium. But either way. Going up against a Portugal team that got smashed by Germany. I believe there's holes in the back. The way that they line up, sometimes they leave three men in the back, leaving them exposed because they push so many people up. I think that Portugal can get on the scoreboard, and I believe that Belgium will get on the scoreboard multiple times. So I think that you hit the over two. A lot of books are going to give you over two and a half, over 2.25. Pay the extra juice. It's like minus 155 right now. Over two. That means if it goes one-to-one, you get your money back. I can't see it going one-zero. If Belgium gets one, I believe they break it open to two. That think that's a free bet in the eyes of a casino. You go to casino, you get to leave with the same amount of money you came in with. That's a that's a win, and I think that's what you get here. At the worst, I believe it's a push. I think that Belgium ends up winning this game, and it goes over. So go ahead and hit over two. Put a put your put your units on it. I'm not even going to use a a. a, a uh, organ like I usually do because I've had bad luck throwing organs out the lab. I'm running out of organs. So I'm going to just say, hey, put put your units to it and let's make magic happen at 2 o'clock. Okay. Well, your unit, that could be a, an organ too though, right? Yeah, it is. I, like, I just ran out of things. I just ran out of organs to bet. So at this point, I'm back to units. I got to think of something clever. But uh, let's switch gears here a little bit. 713-780-3776. Make sure to get that bet in. Before we get out of here, I want to I always talk to you about betting on yourself, right? Like, hey, bet on yourself. Put your money where your mouth is, whatnot. A few weeks ago, we talked about uh, the Woodley-Paul fight, and I told you how, how one Tyrone Woodley looks looks a little scared because 
when when Jake Paul got in his face and started telling him, well, if you're not scared, then put your put your money. What we're gonna make, we both put it on the table. Let's bet it. Woodley didn't say anything. He he acted like he was he saw flies. Like he was literally looking around like this, like Stevie Wonder, and 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 Paul's in his face telling him, bet bet your purse, bet your paycheck. He didn't want to bet it. Brings me to the story of a guy named Justin James in the UFC. Gets his shot, did all right, up and down kind of fighter. Well, he takes this week and he says this about his upcoming fight. Hey, social media world, Justin James here. And I just want to come on here for a second and talk about this bet that I've made. Uh, you know, uh, I placed this bet uh, of my show money uh, all in this Charles Rose fight, as most of you guys know. And I just want to tell everyone I really appreciate the positive energy I've received and the negative energy I've received. But at the end of the day, I really just don't give a f- Like, it's not your money. You know, let me bet what I want to bet. I believe in myself. I believe in my coaching staff. I believe in my abilities. I believe in my full training camp. And, you know, going into 2021, I don't think there's enough of people that believe in themselves, actually. I see all these bettors. You know, they're betting on other people. Most of these guys don't even know. They just heard or, or seen, you know. And But I, I'm, I'm taking a risk. My job is on the line. My UFC career is on the line. Well, every good fairy tale has a good ending. Well, this doesn't because he got beat up last night. <laughs> and he bet that 25000 and lost. 25000 what he was getting. But it wasn't, it wasn't only his money. His coaches put up their money. <laughs> That's what brings me to the point here. You thought this was going to lead to some story. Like, mm-hmm. he went out there and he triumphed. And he, he fought blood and tears. No, he went out there and lost a split decision. Uh, he's lost his last couple fights. Like he said, his UFC career was on the line, basically, because they don't know if they're going to re-sign him. Now, all of a sudden, he bet his 25000 We already know that UFC fighters don't get paid much. No, and I love his, <laughs> his reasoning for this, right? Like, you see guys bet on stuff all the time based on what they just hear or people tell them. And it's like, right, you're too close to it. You know what I mean? You're too close to it. You don't have any kind of overhead view of what's going on because it's your fight you know the training you're of course going to be betting on yourself you wouldn't be getting in the ring if you thought you were going to lose that's why it's better when you're a better to be a little removed from the situation so that you can make an honest assessment and you don't get emotionally tied up in it you know a lot of times people don't like betting on their team you know because you know their emotions get trapped up in it and you need to be able to think logically and, and reasonably when you're making a bet so he did the opposite of that here, and it cost him. It cost him twenty five grand. It cost his team. And, and and if you're at towards the end of the, you're on the exit. Mm-hmm. You're closer to the exit than anything. I just won't do that. And the first thing that came to mind was Woodley backing up. But then many people, like I talked to a friend about that, and he said, "Think about this. He's going to get paid. Woodley's going to get paid during that fight as much as he got paid his entire UFC career. Just think about that. You think he's going to risk that?" He, at this point, he's he's in this for a payday. Like, think about it. And, and I tell my friend, well, if he's so sure, then he's going to get paid twice as much mm-hmm. as he's ever made. Now he's made twice as much as he ever made into your, on one fight against a, a YouTuber. I guess my friend's got a point, though. Like he said, you got to take that money at that point if you, if you know you're on your way out. And in in this particular instance, you got to keep that money in your pocket. You He was a plus 140 underdog. So 25000 he was thinking, let me put my money. This is a sense of getting too cute. We talk about too getting cute. too cute mm-hmm. in, in fantasy football drafts and, and whenever you sub certain player because this guy's in, that's getting too cute. This was getting too cute. My man should have put the money in his pocket. Like, how does he look at his team coming back in the, like, he's looking at this corner, man, when they're cutting off his gloves. It's mm-hmm. like just his, his wife comes up. 
the hell you doing? You've been gone for training camp eight, two months. You get paid for the attempt. So just take the money. Right? It's like Dave Chappelle gets paid for the attempt. If he goes up there and bombs, Dave Chappelle still gets his money for doing that stand-up show. If you go in there and lose the fight, you still get your money. But not if you bet it. Like, what are you doing? And you you don't have a job probably. Yeah. Anymore. Like, you don't. It'd be different if you're one of your first fights in the UFC. You got a long contract. You say, man, I got money coming yeah. to me. This guy doesn't have. Jake Paul, he's got money coming to him. Of course, he, he can say, hey, let's put up our purses then. He's got more. Um, unfortunately, people are going to pay to see this guy fight. It's uh, about budget management, right? You always talk about that in, in gambling. Like, there's a certain percentage of the money you have to bet with that you don't want to go over that line. You, you you know you don't want to put so much on one bet that you're not able to bet on anything else. You, you got to account for that. And for him, that was a huge chunk of the money that he can earn in his career. He put it on the line for one fight, and it cost him. Putting it on the line, that's that's what I'm about. Like this guy from England, he put it all on the line whenever he – I guess it's a matter of how bored really are you during this, this COVID. This man here, he got so bored that he started – trying to see how many M&Ms he could stack. Then he said he had to look into records, figuring out how many, what's the, what was the current record of M&Ms being stacked, at which point he figured out he had to get to five. Five M&Ms stacked on top of each other, and this is how, you, how excited, I guess, you get if you accomplish such feat. Right, this is going to be harder than I first thought. There you go. That's the sound of triumph. That's the sound of reaching Mount Everest. That's the sound of winning. Glory lasts forever. That's what you just heard. You remember growing up. The reason I wanted to bring this is because I thought Guinness Book, right? When you grew up, when you were super young, you thought when you hear Guinness World Records, you thought it had credibility. Like the world's tallest man or something like that, yeah. right? Then once you start becoming a teenager, you kind of it kind of lost its lust because you would start seeing like longest nose hair or something, mm-hmm. longest whatever fingernails. So, yeah, yeah. It's funny you say that because once I saw this, I started thinking: so if this guy can make it in there, then let's look up the the weirdest ones. And just me, just like I said, I'm easy to get clicks. They get me on this, I go down that rabbit hole. The longest tongue, <laughs> the longest tongue. <laughs> Gene Simmons. 3.9 inches. 3.9 inches for a tongue? The stretchiest skin. And this guy, I'm not going to call him a cheater because he has a certain syndrome that allows his skin to. There's a man out there that's, that can stretch his stomach 6.25 inches out. A.K.A. half a foot, basically. Yeah. The longest fingernails in the world. And this one's always disgusting to mm-hmm. me because if you've ever had just a long fingernail, maybe a long pinky now. You know the the maintenance that comes with it. Well, imagine having fingernails 28 feet long. <laughs> How do you get in your car? How do you live? Yeah. She's been working on this since 1979 when Lee Redmond. How do you go to the bathroom? I mean. How do you do anything? How do you do anything? Like, now that you think of it, like, yeah, how do you, how do you produce? <laughs> like, how do you do anything? How do you drive? How do you anything? You're not, you're not doing it. How do you eat? And it's. Like, they don't pay you anything, right, Guinness? So it's like, what? And 
what's the what's the purpose? How about the longest beard? Fourteen feet for all my for all my beard guys. I know, I know uh, my man Tyler here is fourteen feet. I started thinking at one point you just start wrapping that thing. Yeah, like you know how you got those long hair, you just start wrapping it around your neck. But again, I lost they lost credibility with me. I mean, these are all true things, but. Whenever you thought about the Guinness Book when you were a kid, it was like, man, that's the Guinness Book of World yeah. Record. And all of a sudden, they have a guy that can hold, I don't know how many, or, or I'm sorry, I saw the oldest documented stripper. Like, a, <laughs> there's a, and he's a male, <laughs> a male stripper. He he was like 69 the last time he hit the stage. Like, who's there? You know, somebody has to come record this. So all of a sudden you have you you hit the Guinness World wherever you it is and you're, you're they're located and you're like hey I need you to send one of your guys I got a sixty nine year old entertainer and he's about to take the stage for his last time get down here like is that the way this goes that's your job imagine that's your job you pull up just you pull up in a smart car just one of those little with their briefcase <laughs> all right I heard I heard someone was dancing like what is this again I don't even know why I went down that thing but as soon as I saw that I said let me let me click give them my click and they got my click we're up against the last segment here and we're gonna have a little bit of fun I'm gonna give you an NBA bet and Josh got a little bit of funnies to get to this is Money Line ESPN 97.5 now we worldwide this is Heisman Trophy winner Troy Smith, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. Go Bucks! This is Money Line. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. It's Monday Line Last Segment on a Houston holiday, a.k.a. June 27th. Shout out to Tyler, always bringing the jams for us, always keeping us in line. We truly appreciate it. Last segment here, we teased a little bit about the Texans. And you, uh, you read something uh, here in house actually by one uh, Ken Hoffman. Tell us a little bit, about, a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, Ken wrote a, a great article. He writes twice a week for Sports Map Houston, so it's definitely worth the read. Get over to Sports Map and check out Ken's article. But I'll hit some of the highlights. And we've heard reports about the season ticket sales not being great for the Texans, right? We've heard some of that. But this is a, a level to which I didn't realize it had gotten to this point. And it's really astonishing to me. But what I do love is that we've been we've been saying this for a long time, right? The fans, like if you want the Texans to do a better job, stop spending your money there. Stop buying tickets. Stop buying jerseys. If you're not happy with the way the organization is going, then that's the way you let them know that you're not happy. And they are doing it, guys. So check this out. Ken wrote this article and he said that somebody from the Texans told him privately, like you can't quote me on this. But the Texans, and this was a few years ago, the Texans had more people on their wait list than the Astros and Rockets sold actual season tickets. Th- think wow. about think about that. Like that's how that's how much the Texans led the other teams in the city. So Ken says one of his buddies, three years ago, he got on the the wait list for season tickets, and they told him, "Okay, you're number twenty six thousand and something." So the guy was like, "Okay, it'll be a while, right?" Last year. They tell him, hey, you've moved up. You're number 20,000 and something. So just last year, he was 20,000 and something. This year, how many tickets would you like, sir? 
yeah, he, he already climbed to the top of the list. That many people had either decided not to come back or sold off their tickets. They are not selling them. And, and it's a really amazing that 20,000 in one year have fallen off. And then Ken asked the guy, so did you end up buying the season tickets? And he said, no. He's like, I don't want to go watch this. He's like, the final straw for my wife was that they, they released J.J. Watt. And then, of course, all the stuff with Deshaun going on. And he said that not only that they declined to buy the season tickets after being on the wait list for several years, he said the Texans keep calling and emailing him. Like, hey, have, have you changed your mind? You, are you sure you don't want these tickets? So it's come to the point where there's not even a – the wait list is gone, and the Texans are having to try and call people that have already told them they don't want them to try and change their mind. Hey, big head. Yeah, yeah. And so my my big takeaway from this, and this isn't exactly in Ken's article, but definitely go check out Ken's article. It's really good. What kind of a terrible job has Cal McNair done as CEO of the Texans? Think of what has happened to the Texans since he took over. I mean, that was the one thing that they could hang their hat on was that they sold a bunch of tickets. They didn't ever win anything, but they made money. Now it looks like their wait list is completely gone. I wonder, I don't even think they'll end up selling out this year. We've never seen that before. But that just shows you that if anybody else was doing that poor of a job, they would lose their job, but he's he's related. He's family. He's not going anywhere. He's not going to fire himself. Janice's mom isn't going to get rid of her son, and it's and it's all because holding on to Easterby and the whole Casario thing. And just Ken makes the point: this is how you run an NFL team in Bizarro World. Like, and you know, he makes a Seinfeld reference to Costanza. Every single move they have made has been the wrong decision. It's incredible how they screw up everything i think that's where it starts then my point because they were allowed to not have to win and still made money still had butts in the seats still had jerseys being sold mm-hmm. winning wasn't the factor of the reason or it wasn't the deciding factor whether someone spent money or not yep it was more for the experience you know, going there and feeling like you're supporting something and sticking by it I think within the last few recent years, you started feeling as a fan disrespected. Yeah. It was the first time you really felt disrespected with the Hopkins move. It was a, that was disrespectful. I'm still mad about that, by the way. It, it, disrespectful. You, many, many guys and gals, fans of the Texans, the ones that, that Texan truth are standing on the hill still right now saying, well, you shouldn't ask for more money. Man, get out of here with that. If still by now you don't realize that that was a bad move, I don't know what to tell you. Like we can't even finish the conversation. Like imagine if Hopkins if that if that trade never happened. Imagine if Hopkins was still here. Do you think that the Deshaun Watson stuff like still happens? Cuz then you got to then you got to worry about that like old well, JJ's probably not wanting out and not like he's actually kind of trying at some point this year, like they're trying to win games. And then if that still happens, like it's kind of, it's a lot easier to just cut ties with him, even though you, you sign that contract, but you're like, well, we'll just kind of, we'll deal with somebody else for next season. And then we'll kind of revisit maybe cutting you or something, but you're right, Tyler, because like the scandal might have still happened with Deshaun, right? Yeah. But him 
asking for a trade. But and like if you still had that, yeah. like those playmakers on your team, I don't think he like, wants out if, if Hopkins no. is still here. Yeah, no, he sees to run the wall. That's just again, that, and I've never really thought about this, but why was it that Texans fan was so okay with just being mediocre all those years? Mm-hmm. You were okay with being eight and eight. You still went until it became in the last few years when you felt disrespected, like. It, Hey, hey, we finally got a quarterback. Hey, he's got a, a, a one of the most elite weapons in the – and then you say, hey, 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 are you breaking them up? What are we doing here? And then as soon as Watson started turning on the Texans and Watson had that, you know what, you're not, do, you're, you're not putting me in the position to win, then all of a sudden Texans fan jumped on that. It was a disrespect. Like, you disrespect Watson. You disrespect Hopkins. You're disrespecting me. You just you're not gonna do JJ. JJ saw the writing on the wall. He said, "Let me get let me get out of here quick." Mm-hmm. And I always think about the point you made, and it, and it always sticks with me. There's a reason that it went down like that, and they did him the solid. They could have got something back for him. Obviously, look, look down. You telling me they couldn't got any something back for him? I, they did him a solid instead yeah. of saying, "Hey, we're gonna deal you somewhere you don't want to go, but we get back something." He said, "I know too much about you." The day that JJ Watt turns against Houston. That's the day everything would have turned right. against the Texans, and they knew that. So they said, you know what, we'll do you a solid. Well, who cares about the third maybe rounder? We'll get back fourth rounder. Go. Stay quiet. Go be happy. Peace. That, I think that, that's just the way it went down. I, I do too because it was on, uh, I think it was uh, NBC Sports, Mike Florio, and I think it was Shireen Williams I think he had on, and she made the point, I wonder if J.J. went to Janice McNair and just went above everybody's head and said, Janice, I've I've been the best I could be for best. Houston for the team. This team has no chance of winning. I've only got a couple years left. Will you please just release me and we'll part on good terms? And, I, you know, I won't say anything negative about the organization. We have no idea if that happened or not. But I thought it was interesting that somebody brought it up because that hadn't occurred to me. That is a possibility. What if what if what what if what would have turned and been like, you know what, I'm out of here. They're all terrible. You know, look how they don't treat our, you know, I got to, however, if he would have presented it different, he left on the, they let me go. You're going to tell me, like, think about this. We're about to get out of here. Think about this until the next time we talk in three weeks. He left for nothing. Yes. J.J. Watt left and they got nothing. And, and he got paid a lot of money. He was, oh, yeah. he, he was wanted in oh, the league. Oh, yeah. And he got paid. Oh, yeah. That's cool, man. Thanks a lot. No, something was in there. Hey, you do me a solid because the day that Watt turned against Houston, Everyone was turning at that point. There's no more hills to stand on. It all became flat ground. It's all everyone against the Texans. But we want to thank you for always kicking it with us like you do every single Sunday. Like we said, it's going to be three weeks. If you're just tuning in, we'll talk again in three weeks. We're taking a little bit of vacation. I'll be out in Vegas. Wish me some luck. And I'm going to sign off like we always do. Bet the Bucks tonight. That's Josh Jordan. That's Tyler. And I'm Jerry Bonos with a S. Peace. Seven five.